I'm Scott Kahn, and this is the Orthodox Conundrum. I'm recording now in the hours before Hoshana Rabbah, the last day of Sukkot, with an acute sense of frustration and even pain. I really had no intention of recording this episode today, but after the past few days, I think it's imperative. Of course, part of the problem is that the people who agree with me don't need to hear this podcast, and the people who disagree with me won't care about what I say. But maybe there are some individuals on the fence who don't know what to think, and for that reason, I feel that this sort of creed occur is really warranted. This is basically unscripted, but hopefully what I say will make some sense. I'm currently quarantined in my house because on Yom Kippur, during the Elah, I was exposed to two people who unknowingly were infected, or at least now are infected, with COVID-19. The shul was very careful. All of the rules of the Ministry of Health were followed. I was in a capsule with only eight other people in the shul. But it happened, and so now I'm not leaving my house until sometime next week. Thank God I feel fine. I have no reason to believe that I'm contagious. But basic respect for rules and basic respect for human life means that I can't take any chances. On Yom Kippur itself, I was honored to lead the tefillot for both Kol Nidre and Mincha. When my son's pediatrician heard that I would be leading the davening, he went on about how important it is for the chazan to wear a mask, how a chazan will sing his lungs out, and the next thing you know, a large number of people are sick and potentially very sick. He was telling me how things are out of control. He mentioned that he'd come in a day before because he had 16 or 17 cases just that evening. Now, was it easy to daven for the Amud wearing a mask? Of course not. But the doctor said it's dangerous to do otherwise. So any normal person in that situation would do what I did, which was listen to the doctor and bear the discomfort, the mild discomfort, and wear a mask. It wasn't a big deal. And this is the point, because over the past few months, I'm sure many of you are on the same page as I am, I've just been astounded as somehow this idea of mask wearing has turned into an actual political issue in the Jewish world and outside the Jewish world too. I'm not talking about American politics. I'm talking about Jews fighting Jews and fighting non-Jewish authorities because these Jews feel that it's wrong to insist that people wear masks. We can do our own research. No one can tell me what to do. There are things that are worse than infecting grandparents and killing them whatever the excuses are. And the reason that I mention this today is because of what appeared on the front page of today's New York Daily News. Let me quote a few lines from this article. Hostile Hasidic demonstrators, hours after beating an innocent man unconscious and torching protective face masks, surrounded and attacked a reporter as they defiantly returned to the Brooklyn streets Wednesday to continue their protest against impending COVID-19 restrictions. The uneasy feelings from an earlier scary event lingered in heavily Jewish Borough Park, where local residents forced a daily news photographer to seek refuge inside his car, and police were summoned to defuse a scuffle with a television reporter. Here in Borough Park, we don't go by the laws of America, said one in a group of people shouting at the journalists. We have our own laws. Late Wednesday, a group of Orthodox Jewish men, egged on by Brooklyn City Council candidate Harold Heshi Tischler, cornered journalist Jacob Kornblue the national political reporter for the Jewish Insider. 
I was just brutally assaulted, hit in the head, and kicked at by an angry crowd of hundreds of community members of the Borough Park protest while yelling at me Nazi and Hitler after Heshi Tischler recognized me and ordered the crowd to chase me down the street, Cornblue tweeted shortly after 10.15 p.m. I could keep going. The article goes on. Let's just listen to what this is saying about people who are identified and are proud to be identified as the most religious members of the Jewish community. They are identified that way within Judaism as well as to the outside world. I mean, obviously the Chil Hashem is massive beyond proportion. But whatever happened to just the idea that you might not like the rules, but the rules are not anti-Semitic. If you look for an anti-Semite under every rock, then you'll never see one when he's really coming for you. And even if the rules are unfairly targeting religious Jews, okay, at the same time, that might not be acceptable, but to start beating people up? What happened to us? What happened to Judaism? What happened to Torah Judaism, Hasidut, the Haredi world, all of us? I continue now, later in the article, Simon Weiss, 25, one of the Borough Park protesters, said the crowd was justified after attempts at going through the usual channels proved fruitless. We did everything peacefully the last year, he said. We talked to them. We had press conferences. Now this is our only option. Excuse me, Simon. It is not your only option. To beat an innocent man unconscious, that is not your only option. No, there are other options I can think of. Maybe, for example, things don't always go your way and you can follow the rules. There are all sorts of options. But let's go even beyond this. Let's forget the terrible, awful Chil Hashem, which happened yesterday and has been happening repeatedly. I simply have a hard time fathoming that a nation which is famous for being at the forefront of listening to medical professionals somehow is acting this way and deciding it feels like it's out of nothing, out of nowhere, that they can decide on their own that I'm not going to listen to medical professionals because I know better. I did my own research. I looked at 7,000 YouTube videos. And somehow that is going to override, override the experience of doctors and scientists who spent many years in actual institutions of learning and who also have many years of experience in the field. Somehow your own personal research overrides that. How can Jews say this? These are people who would not say, I did my own research and therefore I think that's okay to drive on Shabbos. They'd say that's ridiculous because people who are halachic scholars spent time studying it. They spent time learning how to become halachic scholars by being immersed in Torah learning for decades. And they have experience in dealing with real-world problems. Rav Moshe Feinstein Zatzal became Rav Moshe Feinstein because of his intense study and experience. On some level, aren't doctors or scientists the same thing? But now, all of a sudden, it's okay to say what you want. It says in Shemot Perakaf Aleph, Verapo which Chazal tell us, gives us permission, gives us a mandate, in fact, to seek out medical advice. You know, Rav Salvechik Zatzal says that when he was a kid, there was a plague going around. And on a particular Friday night, as I recall the story, he had a sore throat. He was there with his father and with Rafheim Brisker, who was his grandfather. The doctor came in to look at Rav Salvechik's sore throat. This should sound familiar, by the way. The doctor came in to look at Rav Salvechik's sore throat. And Rav Chaim Brisker asked him, the doctor didn't even volunteer the information, but Rav Chaim Brisker asked him, would you like more light? This is on Shabbos. And the doctor said, it wouldn't hurt. Rav Chaim Brisker immediately asked his son, bring the doctor light, a violation of Shabbos. His son, Rav Moshe Salvechik, 
hesitated for a moment. And Rav Chaim Brisker was very angry at him for hesitating. And he told his student, just go get the light, just go get the light. Because if the doctor says he needs a little more light, and the doctor didn't even say he needs more light, the doctor said it wouldn't hurt. But when it comes to human life, we don't start deciding, oh, it's really okay. To say, I'm going to be more lenient than the doctor's, which, by the way, isn't only about my own health. It's primarily about everybody else's health, because wearing masks, we are told repeatedly, is about not hurting our neighbors more than not hurting myself. So when it comes to health of other people, I decide that my research overrides that of doctors. We're the nation whose tradition is that of Rav Chaim Brisker, who asked the doctor, would you need some more light? And the doctor said it wouldn't hurt. And he insisted Shabbos be broken to bring the light and was angry when his son hesitated. What happened to us? What happened to us? The Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Ayin Hayamad Aleph, page 75a, quotes Rabbi Yochanan as saying the following, How do we know that it's a mitzvah upon a person to determine the movement of the sun and the stars? Shneemar, because it says in the Pasuk, in Devarim Perek Dalid, you should guard it and do it, because this is your wisdom and understanding in the eyes of the nations. He continues, What is wisdom and understanding, which is to the eyes of the nations, in other words, wisdom and understanding that they can appreciate? This refers to the calculation of the scientific movement of the sun and the stars. And the Maharsha explains that this Gemara means that people who are not part of the Torah community, not part of the Jewish community, might not appreciate the brilliance and wisdom that's inherent in Torah. But they will appreciate the brilliance and wisdom in science, and you should know and show them that that's in you too. The people who are outside the Jewish world will appreciate the fact that you are scientifically sophisticated. That's the Marasha on the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Ayin Hei Amud Aleph. So we're people famous for our wisdom. That same pasuk that was quoted there continues on, that the people outside the Jewish world say, wow, this is a very wise and understanding nation. We're a nation famous that we care so deeply about pikuach nefesh, saving life. And by the way, that's a determination made by doctors. For us, pikuach nefesh, saving life, is at the forefront of the way we look at the world. When did we become a nation of conspiracy theorists? How did we become a Torah world filled with people who ignore doctors? How can we become and allow ourselves to become a nation that is going to be mocked by the nations? And unfortunately, it's true, rightly so, for ignoring basic medical guidelines that the vast majority of the scientific and medical world has determined to be accurate. How could we become a people of conspiracy theorists, people who ignore medicine? I think about my child's pediatrician talking to me right before Yom Kippur. I think about the vast number of cases that he has seen. I think about his tremendous experience over many decades. I think about his real and authentic education. I think about a relative of my wife's, a doctor here in Israel, who wrote on Facebook about the death that he sees every day and that people have to start taking it seriously. I think about some of the letters that I've seen reprinted by Dr. Glott for his community, describing how important 
taking protective measures is because he understands the science. I think of people like that who have such tremendous education and tremendous experience, and I compare it to their opponents who inevitably have nothing of the sort. It's mind-boggling. The idea that we're going to give non-experts, to say the least, non-experts, I think that's an overstatement of sorts, but to give people who have no such education and who are able to look on social media and Google and YouTube and somehow believe that they know better than the doctors, or even worse, they believe the doctors are part of the conspiracy, or even worse, as we see in the Daily News article, when things erupt into violence, when all this happens... This is crazy. This is now what the world looks at the Jewish community and says about us, and they're right. They're right because the people who are, in some ways, most identifiably religious are among the people who are most obviously ignoring everything that they're being told by people who actually know what they're talking about. I just find it so painful, as we stand before Hoshana Rabbah, that a nation famous for its wisdom, not only for Torah wisdom, as the Gemara and Shabbos says, but for understanding that there is wisdom among the nations and that there is wisdom in medicine and science, now we have become overrun with people who believe conspiracy theories, refusal to follow directives of the government, refusal to accept the consensus of the medical and scientific communities. People will say, do your own research. But part of education is knowing when something is outside your wheelhouse, that I do not have the requisite background to do research on my own. I don't know how to do research on this. I have to rely upon experts. And that is exactly what the Torah says for a po, you're a pay. Go to a doctor. You don't decide on your own how it works. And it's so frustrating to see this. And then, of course, the people who are living these conspiracy theories say, we just want a fair hearing. We just want to have the ability to let people decide. But that's absurd. I really mean this. In some ways, that's like a Holocaust denier saying, you don't have to agree with me. I just want to get a fair hearing. But it's such an uneducated and frankly evil way of thinking. It doesn't deserve a hearing. The same thing is true when people say, I did my own research and I believe that Bill Gates is behind all of this or whatever nonsense they're talking about now, that they should get a fair hearing along with doctors and experts who actually know what they're talking about. The whole concept is so backward that the fact that it's associated with Klal Yisrael is something that we must be ashamed of. And it tells me that we need a reset. There is something fundamentally and foundationally wrong in the way that our communities have moved. Obviously, there are lots and lots of religious Jews doing the right thing. There are so many Jews who are Makadeh Shem Shemayim every day. But when large sectors of the identifiable Torah community are openly and actively being Makadeh Shem Shemayim, openly and actively being violent, inciting hatred, mocking science, ignoring medicine, promoting conspiracies, then there needs to be a reset. And all of us who care about Torah, not only those who are in that community, but all of us have to look at ourselves and say, how could our world include so many people who are doing this? How could this have happened to the Torah world? How could this happen within our communities? I have nothing else to say. I have no answers. I know that here in Israel, people are calling some of the police Nazis because they're enforcing mask wearing. And yes, they're being very brutal. I don't know if there's police brutality. But you know what? If there's police brutality, that's wrong. That doesn't make them Nazis. When do we become people who lack nuance in so many ways? When do we start speaking using such ridiculous and offensive terminology? I don't know what to say. The reason I'm putting this out there is that 
we say that the parchment of Yom Kippur is delivered on Hoshana Rabbah. And I think the Jewish world in general and the Torah world in particular, which includes so many elements, which are now ignoring basic Torah values of Pikuach Nefesh, basic Torah values of Shem Shemayim, basic Torah values of Dina Demachut Adina, following the law of the land. And yes, it applies in Israel. Basic Torah values of guarding your own life and just as important, the lives of those around you. How could this take root and grow and even flourish in our communities? It's an embarrassment. It breaks my heart and it should break everybody's heart too. We have to do something. We have to start resetting. I'm not offering solutions. I wish I knew what solutions were. But minimally, we must identify the problem and accept that it's not okay. Acknowledge that this is not right and call people out actively when they try to pretend that it's just their opinion. Some opinions are not acceptable. If you don't accept Holocaust denial because it's an unacceptable opinion to bring to the table, conspiracy theories in the same way are unacceptable to bring to the table. We as Torah Jews know this and we must implement it and we must learn how to reject those who are willing to sully the name of Torah. We must be willing to openly say you're not welcome to people who are trying to infect others, whether they know it or not, by refusing to take basic medical precautions. And we must be able to say, I don't care if you have your own research. The scientific community and the laws of the land take precedence over your own research. I hope this is the beginning of a conversation and that we actually move forward in learning how to reset some of which has gone so terribly, terribly wrong. I'm Scott Kahn, and this has been the Orthodox Conundrum on JewishCoffeeHouse.com. <laughs>